Dude, why did you cut it out? Like, this is my uh, like, podcasting voice. I'm not cutting shit out, nigga. Anyways. Ooh, I thought you were about to do something. <laughs> it looks right. spooky. Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. I'm your host with the absolute most, Chuka Offer. Sitting here with my boy, your favorite co-host, Ezigo Offer. What's going on, y'all? Yes, sir. And today is the 10th of June, 2019, episode 21. You know, I'm about to knock. Why did you do that so like mechanically, like a robot? Mechanically, like, hey guys, this is the 20th episode of the second season on uh, June 10th, 2019. I can't, I can't just let my people's know. You're you organized, know bro. Like, I respect it, man. You know, uh, I got life. You know, I guess. we're putting things together. You know. Anyways, <laughs> how was your past week, dog? Dude, this past week has been pretty good. Um, I'm finally walking without my crutches, which is nice. I'm on the boot. It's still like a weird learning experience, especially when you're like. I don't even know how to describe some of my public interactions and people reacting to me doing things a certain way, but it's neat. Um, for the first time, actually, in a while, I went to go renew my library card, and I went to the public library to go ahead and check out a few books. I'm realizing I want to be reading more, and books are kind of expensive to buy, even cheap, cheaply on like Kindles and stuff that everyone says. So I went to the public library to renew, I guess, my library card I had a while ago, and you know, so I got a new one, and turns out I still had a fine from 2005, 2006. <laughs> kind of disappointed in that, but, you know, we were able to knock that out of the way. Peace Your City I, Library coming for they fucking check, nigga. They'll never ease up, you know, <laughs> on me, but, you know, I got some new books. That's funny as fuck. And speaking of library, this isn't obviously, like, what happened with me, but I wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to the people listening. If you download the Libby app, L-I-B-B-Y, on Apple, I think the Libby app should be on Androids as well. If you go to your local library, you get access to all of the ebooks and all of the audiobooks straight from your phone. So you can check them out, return them, and everything from your phone. So you never have to actually go in. And it's a good way to capitalize because I know a lot of people do read shit on their phones and iPads and shit like that now and Kindles, you know, like whatever. Yeah. So that's just some free game for y'all. But <clears throat> my past week has been. Still a little sad from what we mentioned last week, but oh, brother, he said a little. <laughs> I I've been getting better, man, though, and I've been starting to, you know, really, really look down like what the whole goal is, you know, and like really focus on just making me the best version of me. Because once again, like a lot of people say, you can't really love somebody until you love yourself, and I'm turning out. Which is funny to say because a lot of people would call me one of the most, um, I won't use the word conceited because conceited's, conceit's not a good word. You, you used know? to be one of the most I, I was conceited in the past, but now it's just really turned to confidence. I know a lot of conceited people, like myself included, like to hit the good old phrase, I'm not conceited, I'm just confident, I'm just sure of myself. Which I used to say that shit all the time, but I used to actually just be a conceited piece of shit. Now, <laughs> I really have changed that up. You will agree, right? Like, it's more, niggas can't see you nod, bro. You got to say stuff, right? This I said right, and he started nodding. Like, <laughs> it was hard to get those words out, but no, you, genu you genuinely have, so. And so, now, but I love myself exterior-wise because I, have, I own a mirror, so I mean, I have working eyeballs, too, so I can see what God blessed me with every day. Oh. But that, <laughs> brother, <laughs> but that being said, um, I can't, I didn't really love a lot of stuff about myself inside and i'm learning to a fix negative things while b learning about 
you know, some of the things that go on with my mental and figuring out how to navigate them. Like a lot of people would just go ahead and assume bad traits are just there, you know, which is one of the most immature mindsets of a lot of grown ass adults. Like they'll like, be this like, is just the way I am. They'll be like, this just the way I am. Ugh. And you're like, no, you're like, bro, you're an adult, right? Like she's like, like these motherfuckers, there'll be like girls on Twitter that'll be like, if he can't add on my atti- handle my attitude and my tantrums, then you know what? He's not the one. It's like, but you're you're a grown up. I saw some real shit talking about like, is it just because I'm a Virgo or something that you know I cut off halfway when people are talking to me and I have a hard time listening and I don't really want to let them finish what they're saying when the conversation comes back. I'm like, no, that's because you're an asshole. Like, I don't think that's because you're a Virgo. And you can, you got to stop accepting that kind of shit. And it's not talking down on our astrology people out there because we do have a lot of people a lot of homies that are really into that shit which i mean get it how you live it is i mean do what you want to do but astrology myers-briggs i've even noticed like there's not excuses like even back in the day someone made a comparison on fucking twitter where they said all of the of people that blame all their shortcomings on astrology were the same motherfuckers that blamed all of their success in high school on like their hogwarts house they got matched into like they just (laughs) traded it for another evil it's like really and you notice up until about 11th grade i thought people were doing that ironically it's crazy though because people need to realize like a personality test or just like a grouping does not justify you being a dickhead or not it's not justify you being a piece of shit like no you you can outlearn and like uh, sorry you can unlearn how to be a piece of shit by being a grown-up and working through issues like the rest of fucking everybody else but that being said on this week's let's get right into the jazz of this week um we're gonna start with the heat checks um i'm gonna let esgo's heat check go second for once just because like go second for once First off, just because this boy's got a surprise for y'all, but um, thank you. I was about to say, like, you're really hyping it up the way it needs to be. I got a banger for everybody listening, man. It's all right. I got a banger for y'all. We got um, yes, as go about to give y'all the, the second song, but the first one, my heat check is gonna be Gold Link featuring Tyler the Creator and Super Jay Price. And uh, what was the actual name of the song again? I know that makes me sound so unprepared, but that shit was a fucking banger. It's called You Say. You Say, and it's Gold Link featuring Tyler, the creator, and Jay Prince. That shit goes hard. Tyler's verse is actually fire. It reminds me of like um, his verse on She, kind of. I know that's a oh, weird comparison, okay. but it sounds like he dipped into that bag a little bit. Like, obviously he's evolved as a person yeah. but i mean like it's it's good to hear reminiscent like and it was on some like rappy rappy tyler you know sure. what i mean like which you haven't really gotten a lot of in, in the last project especially but and gold link always has the vibes so i mean like you can't get mad at that it's, i know this like is your heat check but i was kind of proud of myself on something you know because i was finally able to put into words how i feel about gold link's music from this song and it really feels like you know it feels like spring it feels like it's been cold things are finally heating up and growing and you're waking up and you're vibing out out dancing enjoying oh, yourself you just want to jig a little yes, bit yes sir man. get that jig do your dance boy anyways <laughs> yo let's go what's your heat check man um, my heat check is i think i love her by good no i'm just kidding my heat check is by the artist 070 shake uh featuring fi or fee or whatever and it's called sunday night this is an artist that I had a hard time giving like a serious listen to for the longest because of her affiliations that I'm not going to dive too much into. Because of her However, former management, which we don't like yeah. to talk about. But you know, she's good music now, so... But, good music! <laughs> so because of that, and like obviously hearing her on like Ghost Town and other things from 
other artists, I decided to give her a listen to on a very lengthy stay in a barbershop. And I was happy that <laughs> Sunday night gave me the type of vibes and the type of feels I wanted to hear at the moment. So like if y'all haven't, go ahead and check it out. I like how you had to get into the lengthy stay. You had to make sure people knew that you did time. <laughs> we're we're going to start a dialogue on how long it takes to get a fucking cut now. That's a bro. Because you, you try to get a cut like the pores, bro. You got to go ahead and schedule. Oh, you got to schedule an appointment and go and get your shit done. They just started doing leave. appointments and I was kind of pissed because I read it. Like they're, they just started doing appointments the day before. Oh, they were okay. only doing it on Saturday. Really? Just yeah. the day One before. person was doing it on saturdays because they were like just starting to test it out yeah. oh yeah it's because you go to the fucking old town barbershop bro you gotta upgrade yourself i know it's a little nah <laughs> i did three different cuts from three different people in different states bro and i'm never doing it again <laughs> he said i'm always going to the same nigga at this point <laughs> no i heard that but um honorable mention is gonna go ahead and get our music roundup for the week started too it was no guidance featuring drake by chris brown for me and that song just went crazy it sounded exactly how we wanted uh, at least R&B, more R&B-sided Chris Brown and Drake song to be. Low-key, niggas have been asking for a shit like this since like 2011. It's just like, obviously they've been beefing for a while. They both had a common interest in somebody. And so, and so, and they're both not just a common interest. We're in love with the same person. So, I mean, it took a second for them to get over that shit. But it seems like she's not fucking with either of them niggas now. Shouts out to the queen, Rihanna. Yeah, but as they said, uh, Drake on Jay-Z's, you know, nobody wins when the family feuds, you know. And so they finally got together and gave us, and it's just, it, it kind of made me feel young. Again, which sounds corny, but it made me feel like 15, 16, because that was the age where I was sitting thinking, like, if these niggas don't fucking make up, bro, I need a song. Like, you know, like I was begging for that song back then. Does it almost feel too late? It does. Because I listened to it and I was like, ah, okay. And, and I'll say it feels too late in the form of, I don't know if this is going to blow like it's supposed to have blown because of the timing but that being said it's still like a good little summer bop you can still get your little vibe off and it's chris brown and drake like it still has the power to let's let me just put it like this right and i hope the audience understands what i'm trying to say if not then i mean i know i i I just speak weird sometimes i guess whatever but Old Town Road is gearing up to be the very obvious song of the summer because it's looking like one of those songs like a Bodak Yellow, like a Lucid Dreams, like a whatever. That is just like a smash took over the charts and it's going to be here for a while, you know, because it's been riding charts for a it's second. It's going nowhere. It's going super platinum, going nowhere. If this Chris Brown and Drake song came out five years ago, and I'll just say that as like the minimum, maybe more, I would say that it could dethrone like an Old Town Road and take the number one spot. But right now, I just don't see it happening. And I'm going to enjoy the song thoroughly, though. I don't want to be one of those people that sounds like a hater. Just talking about it from like an analytic point of view. I love the song. I'm going to keep listening to the song. That shit, bang. And especially the fact that Chris Brown let go of his ego and he just let Drake ride the whole second half, it seemed like. like he was really just like, all right, I'm going to let Drizzy do his thing. And so I'm going to love the song, but... I don't think it's going to do what they think a song like this should have done. Um, you know what? I'll take your word for it. I heard it. I didn't enjoy it as much. But, you know, maybe it's just one of those that has to grow on me. So we'll see with time. And so, like, just a few other things that I wanted to talk about with the Music Roundup. Personally, I didn't know if you wanted to add anything else instead. I just wanted to give a shout out to a couple artists for music that came out this week. Um, just a big shout out to Polo G. I think he's about to do big things. Like, he's definitely going crazy on the trap side 
of hip hop if that's what you're into like that's an artist i would suggest listening to you just dropped a project called die a legend um another good project that came out this week was scriptures by t grizzly and that's one name that motherfuckers see yeah, it's gonna try so hard not to laugh about it's just like niggas shouldn't care about a t grizzly project because it took this long but i see why it took long because the quality is there it's just like he's one of those artists he that may have to drop yeah that, bro. he, he may, needed to drop it he like may Rocky. have missed his window because like his song took over the summer but like wasn't it like two summers ago you know what i'm saying like that was a while and so I don't know, but I still think it's worth a listen. Um, Save Me by Future. That tape went so hard, but I'm probably not going to give it another play this summer. And this can go into a whole different discussion about how um, how music makes you feel per seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that. this Future project is going to go so fucking stupid the second it gets cold what? outside. This sounds like a cold outside project for me, so I'm cool right now. Sometimes it really just you're not in the space for it and it's just not the feel for the music, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes around, it elevates the experience ten times more. And I'm working but, on myself, so I'm not trying to in, just inject my veins with misogyny right now. Bro, you said you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna give it another play in the summer. Bro, you could accidentally, like, open Apple Music and give it a play on it. Like, just like that. It's 20 minutes long. Like, you can turn your head and you already listen to it. I'm sick to my fucking stomach. And we got a 20-minute project out of future. All this hype for... For 20 minutes? For a shower? Uh, all this I got ready for, the project for, done. Cu- uh, for two cutie pie videos. <laughs> I go, what? I know, I know, I know. Chill, bro. I heard the Jonas Brothers project going crazy, though. Oh, my God. I heard it going crazy. I'm not going to lie. I saw, like, Chichi a... made me so excited on some corny shit because I thought the Jonas Brothers were just doing like a oh let's give the fans what we want like comp- no. what they want compilation album just getting no, like no like they're for real back together like, no they're, they're for they're, real they're, back they're, together dude I saw an advert of like I guess they're uh, chasing happiness like documentary something that's coming out I'm not gonna lie I, I might have shed a tear because that shit was beautiful I might cry that because beautiful. apparently Chigi was talking about how um, Kevin was actually just so empty in his heart Damn. once they broke up because you think about it Damn, though that's all he, he was had. never the favorite so that was all he had. Like, it was either Team Joe or Team Nick, but no one gave a fuck about Kevin. So all he legitimately had was the Jonas Brothers. And then they broke up. This nigga got real horny. He got married quick so he could fuck because they were waiting till marriage. And then that's all he I don't think that's what he said. You know? <laughs> I think you're pulling that one out of your bag. Because I don't think I heard him say that, but I'll take your word for it, you know? <laughs> and the one thing I couldn't have guessed, but now looking back, kind of, is I didn't think Nick was the reason they broke up. I didn't think Nick... Was he like, was, dude, I, could, I, I don't, I'm not going to begin to even act like I know the reasoning. I wasn't like, obviously like a, a Jonas Brother 1D, like I have these girls like stand and shit. You could just see shit happening. He was just becoming the biggest person I felt like in a group that he wasn't the focus of. And so anytime you have like a dynamic and shit like that, you end up having a break off. Oh, and think about it like this. It He's the only one that really now. like. Just because Joe was successful outside of, um, outside of Jonas Brothers and so. He was like, like, he was very popular, but it's just like. But Joe was, was successful with the collective, yeah. and Nick was successful by himself. And, and so, he wanted to prove that. And he wanted to prove that for sure. And even though they were both teams, as you can see with the girls with the Jonas Brothers and shit mm-hmm. back then, like, Joe was obviously the focus. Like, they were trying to, like, push the Joe on us, you know, anytime, like, the Camp Rock, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything that was going on back then, it mm-hmm. was like, we're going to make Joe Jonas and he was one. He was older out of them, and it was older. So like when, so, so when they finally had like I guess like that whole like Nick breaking to like actually like being like young adult like whatever, 
things kind of changed, you know. And the younger older brother dynamic too, though. It's like that's definitely gonna play into a situation just like that. You're gonna be like, I want to prove my own shit. Fuck you, nigga. Nobody wins when the family feuds, <laughs> and they came back together. So shouts out to the Jonas brothers. We're here. But anyway, yeah, shouts out to the Joe Bros. Yes, sir. Um, one thing, I don't know exactly which one to get into first. But fuck it, let's just, since we spoke about Tyler, the creator, in the heat check, we'll tie it back into the next topic. DJ Khaled needs to calm down, man. Like, DJ Khaled has been doing a fucking lot. And for those who don't know, DJ Khaled has been throwing, for lack of better words, a temper tantrum for the last, like, week or so because he got number two and Tyler, the creator, got number one. He could, he doesn't believe it. He thinks um, bad shit was happening in the background. I'm sure he's assuming things he was, like stream farms and things like that. No, I was about to say, he was listening to Middle Child and he was like, cool, I know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> he, said that, <laughs> he said that um, the label handled it poorly with, like, his, um, with packaging, too. You know how everyone's new thing is now package the album with something else. Like, he blame the bro, label at the end of the deal day bro it's like i've never heard dj cal have a problem with his label until bro, he got a number that's two. what i'm saying like dj because he's used to getting a number one and it may not last for a while but at least being able to say his album was number one so the rest of the summer he could post loud videos saying number one album in the country you know and number two album in the country doesn't hit as hard it doesn't mm-hmm. i'm sorry it doesn't but sometimes you just have to accept defeat you have to be you have to be graceful in law sometimes i think like i'm a sore loser when it comes to sports i will say that especially sports i care about but i'm not about to do some shit like this i'm about to go to my room lock in and i'm gonna figure out what the fuck i did wrong and i'm gonna fix that shit and become number one next time because i know my work ethic and i know what i can do dj khaled gave us a fucking nipsey led album r.i.p to the god nipsey hustle by the way that is our black king and brother that we know is going to live forever through all of us but he had a nipsey single led album held back from his typical strategy which works cool right filmed a music video for like half of the songs which once again we gave him praise for because that's dope and released for lack of better words and i thought the album was okay so i'm not here just shitting on the album but for lack of better words minus the Nipsey song he released an album full of mid and he's mad that it didn't perform dude it's like you did all you can man don't be mad you did all you can except for make better music that's what I'm and saying and that's why you lost but not really honestly my take on it all was uh, one more one more quote sorry and then, then I'll let you get, directly get into your take but I wrote down the quote he said Nip talked to him and then Nipsey gets into the second verse and he raps like Nipsey was rapping his ass off on that second verse by the way and he was rapping his ass off period but this nigga Nipsey at some point in the song said 10 years no clown moves like talking about how he's been in the game 10 years with no clown moves he's always stuck to his morals like whatever right and then this is the song that's leading your album that's one of the hardest lines in there talking about how he's been in this rap shit 10 never made clown moves that's the exact quote and you directly start making nothing but clown moves when you don't get your way. Um, That's just corny. So, and I have so much respect for DJ Khaled. That's why I'm emotional about this. Just being real. I think the problem exactly is there for you, you know? Like, you have the respect. Obviously, you have respect. But you have to analyze an individual for who they are. And so, at the same time, I feel like a lot of older... I don't want to say older because it's not like these dudes are really old in the grand scheme of things. But a lot of older artists in the music realm end up eventually like when their time is on the decline making kind of clown moves towards the younger generation in a way of like take trying to take away from their shine and there's the select few that genuinely don't or if they do it's on like a bigger thing to where it's kind of like justifies and, some of the things they said not to cut you off again this is just perfect this is perfect because that leads into one other thing and then right back to you 
DJ Khaled even talked about how the music industry is getting ruined like a year or two ago when he was blown up on Snapchat, maybe three years ago, whatever. He was saying it's because of all these dinosaurs that are out of touch leading yeah, the industry. So, and now he's becoming a fucking dinosaur himself. So it's literally just that. It's like you see people like Jay, and I'm talking about Jay. He's like one of the few examples that when they comment on like the younger people and whatnot, it's in a better vein than like most of his Gucci uh, too. Most and Gucci like the most of his their colleagues do. Like most of the, the other people are just commenting on some like what is this oh, with new shit and all this. Like you, you see it from legends too, so you can't even be mad. Like Snoop Dogg has said some tragic shit about the new generation of music, but it's like bro, like what do you want them to do? Like make music like you, and you know and you they compare were making music so different like a, from their legends yeah, too. You compare like a DJ Khaled and a Tyler the Creator. At the end of the day, even if DJ Khaled gave us better music. He still would have probably been number two. Like he has to understand that, like when it comes to the driving force for music, especially hip hop in this day and age, is the younger generation. And Tyler's more in depth and like more really like in sync right now with the youth than DJ Khaled. He can't be mad at that. Tyler's like twenty seven. At the end of the day, he has bigger things to connect with too than you trying to talk to these twenty one year olds, these eighteen year olds, these twenty three year olds, twenty five, whatever. Then like you know what I'm saying, like um. I will agree to disagree. I say that I say that because I agree with certain things you're saying for sure. But if DJ Khaled gave us a quality album, like genuinely a quality album, I'm sure he would have been number one. Like absolutely. Like because DJ Khaled is just such a powerhouse that Tyler would have had a better concrete body of work. But you think about like streaming numbers and like things off of streaming. If DJ Khaled had like three bangers on there like real big bangers like actual bangers he would have passed tyler like he just doesn't have that can I pull say, anymore so my thing no is, not doesn't have that pull anymore he just didn't have those records on there he had one in rotation so, um like i want to draw i want to draw a comparison and i'll only say one more thing the cardi b thing though just using that as an example like with bodak yellow don't get me wrong her album was big her album was big and she had a quality album so i'm not putting this in the category of bad albums but it's like when you looked at the charts when cardi's album um when um bodak yellow was going crazy and cardi still had other music out there like cardi had like the top five songs but four of them were features on other songs they weren't even her own yeah. shit the number one was still bodak yellow and that's the reason she got yeah the crazy but sales initially before people even listened to i just feel like he's in a realm that I don't even want to compare him to this next artist because I don't feel like he should be compared to because this next person I'm about to say has garnered much more respect in the industry. And, and like, that's even tough to say to a DJ Khaled. But it's going to make sense when I ask you this. Like, when Wayne dropped the Carter 5, after all this time and after all the hype behind it and after all these things, it was number one, right? But for how long? And, and the, so... The thing you have to realize, but, though... Is we're in the microwave era though. That doesn't go to the being touched with the kids. That goes to the microwave era. What I'm saying is, it was number one for a small period, and then it immediately moved down to an artist that I think was relatively like big and younger that the people just vibed with more. And I'm pretty, yeah. What happened like right after? I'm not saying like because these are two very different comparisons. Like obviously Tyler's not Travis Scott. You know what I'm saying? But but you're, what you're saying is very much way easier to explain than the difference between a DJ Khaled and a Tyler the Creator. And the reason it's much different to explain is because DJ Khaled, no, 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 let's go back to the Wayne in comparison. Wayne had all of that built up, but Wayne was at the point of his career where people weren't 
and just being real, just from what I've seen in the industry, like what I've seen just from people in general, people weren't really expecting solid pieces of work anymore. Like really expecting solid pieces of work anymore. They were expecting him to still pop off and snap on certain projects and like go crazy a little bit on occasion. But the hype of the Carter Five and the Midgen, no, the the sorry, the legend and the myth and I said so, Midgen, right? Wow, and confirm that the myth and the legend is what got it its initial bump the first week. But that the demographic that Wayne put out that album for was not the youth. Do you think it was for the people that were alive at that time trying to get that album? Do you think people were expecting a lot from DJ Khaled? Yes, dog. Like, really, the general populace, yes. You think? Okay. Like, I'm being real with you. I think you really... I and, think... And this is something we're not going to go too far into since I don't want us to sit here and talk about DJ Khaled for 30 minutes on the podcast. But it's like... I really think there are a couple people on this planet you really do kind of undermine, <laughs> like, what... Like, the, their cultural significance. And DJ Khaled is definitely one of them. Like, like for sure, that would be a top five on that list for me, for people, for you. His... Because DJ Khaled is so much more not just more popular but so much more popular than Tyler the Creator like so much more grand scheme of things I get that like my even thing, amongst the youth the youth I don't believe that and the thing is I'm the people listening to these because I'm telling you the majority of people that are getting plays off of that gave Tyler his plays are people that you're detached from even like I'm trying to tell you I know the population that's listening to it and it's much bigger than you that you then you even are like beginning to think of but you're and if you're the DJ Khaled stuff I feel like then? what age group are you saying 18 to 22 18 to 22 if DJ and if DJ Khaled the thing is though with a with a caliber artist and a giant human like I think that Tyler the creator is more attached to and what connects to that population that you're talking about than even a fucking Jay-Z. Than even a fucking... Um, and I'm talking about the biggest artist on the planet. Like, Obviously. even a Jay-Z. Like, even... But so... And I'm not saying, like, he's like he has a bigger scope of people all-encompassing, like, from 1 to, like, 50 or anything. But that's why I'm... But this is such a big driving force but, in music. But... But... But, as go, something you have to realize as well is the 18 to 35 demographic period... Is the main driving factor in yeah. music. The 18 to 22 demographic is the big bump, the initial bumps that people get because of microwave era, but they also have the lowest attention span and lowest retention rate in music too. So you have to keep that into facts as well. So if they get something to number one, my age group is what keeps it number one. Yeah, I'm not saying, and, I don't and, think this Tyler album is gonna stay at number one. And so, and so, and so, that goes back to the initial argument of what you were saying when you said that even if um, DJ Khaled put out a better body of work, music you don't think he would have gotten number one if DJ Khaled had another fucking um, I got I got the keys with some of a song to me but it was humongous for some reason but if DJ Khaled had another I keep going back to this, this example but this is a perfect example of what he does every album because every album other than this one you can point to this song mm -hmm. if DJ Khaled had another wild thoughts this year it would have very easily been bigger than Tyler's album off of the, off of the plays of like that kind of a song itself, yeah. But okay. off of the whole project, I don't believe. Of but course, I know it just goes back to because I don't want to really keep on talking on this because we get obviously got to roll into other stuff. I understand where you're coming from. I just feel like you know, at least from my perception, and it could be a, I feel like a lot of other people's on the music side, it's not as much expected out of DJ Khaled as his former self. And that's not anything bad to him. Everyone has their time. It's just like as 
as soon as he kind of made this whole switch and not like saying from like the him blowing up on snapchat and everything I'm talking a few years after and everything because he still had the wild thoughts he still had all these songs like i'm the one even though not everyone was expecting that still got stupid amounts of radio plays and a lot of people that were like i don't like this song we're playing it you know and so i just felt like it got to that point but i feel like hey that's for time to tell and that's for uh really you know if we if i'm never taking another statistics class or something i might run that to figure it out and and one last thing which people aren't going to understand this terminology too well if you don't pay attention to music it's kind of a basic term to be honest we've talked about stuff like this labels label analytics and don't get me wrong because labels are definitely detached and so i'm not going to put my trust in them but i promise you that the le- the legacy acts are still expected to perform better than a tyler the creator like tyler the creator definitely performed well with this project and i'm happy he performed as well as he did because i've been wishing tyler success for almost a decade now like i really have i've lost i've lost now i see how much i lost how much i've cared about some of his music but honestly every time i see tyler the creator i smile because it's a young nigerian male like i really want to see dude the best now i see where you're tyler you think do you think a nikki would perform better than a a nikki tyler no no okay okay. she's a higher legacy do you think uh but tyler but one thing you're not factoring in is Tyler performed not just well this time, but you have to think about a lot of factors that happened that week too. Because this is one thing that can help or hurt people in the streaming age. If you come out in a week that doesn't have that great of music, mm-hmm. you get a much bigger bump now because yeah. now everyone's focused on it, the this, this whole this like, whole year hasn't had like, a, a that's good what bump I'm, music. Tyler so far, had so it makes sense. Tyler had like a domino effect of great things happen on top of actually putting out good work too, mm-hmm. and so that is what propelled him to like he outperformed everything anyone expected anything anyone expected and and you don't think that has to do with as well especially when the music industry and people's pull like what people say like when they promote things oh this Khaled album wasn't kind of hidden but that Tyler is nice and so more people are playing that Tyler because more people realize that Khaled album wasn't hitting at all like wasn't hitting anywhere um I'm not gonna lie a lot of it's one of these like I'm gonna have to agree to disagree with you because I know where your mindset's at on it. I just think we have differing views on that one. But we but do probably... It's not like a. I don't really have like anything else on it, to be honest. Cause I just think we have differing views. But a, uh, if y'all haven't, at this point, honestly, you should go listen to both of those still. Because they're phenomenal music out there. I feel like we've pushed that so much for the last three weeks, listening to these albums. I mean, to be honest, I'd say go listen to the Tyler... Don't really waste your time on the Khaled one. Don't waste your time. No, watch the the music videos. The thing is, watch the music videos, if anything, because one, the only good songs he has music videos for, and really some of those songs only have good parts. Like he definitely missed the mark, and that's just like sometimes you have to call a spade a spade. And so, anyways, um, the next thing we were gonna talk about was who the kind of something about the clock in hip-hop but i don't know if we're gonna have too much time for that because that's probably gonna turn into a little bit more of a debate as well but going into just certain people in general that we really didn't think about how big of years certain artists had within the last few like a lil xan or like a smoke perp like a trippy red and it seems like these motherfuckers have just evaporated like they're fucking just out of here just completely gone and so really has the time run a has the time run out for a lot of the biggest soundcloud rappers like just just call it what it is like i don't think any disrespect towards soundcloud rappers of course but this was such a big huge boom in generation 
like for a second there where people were calling like the mumble soundcloud like whatever the fuck was going on and so has the clock run out for these niggas man basically? first off two of my favorite artists are soundcloud rappers and that's how they started chance and lil uzi you know and if we're just being completely real with ourselves and i can't remember who you might help me out with this one i think someone quoted it somewhere talking about how uh I guess, like, music's kind of made a shift, especially from, like, this period that it's been at from a lot of, like, they described it as people making uh, fun for, like, music fun and, like, just doing what they want and, like, not really taking that seriously and just going in the booth and, like, creating. But now it's, like, making, taking more of a shift back while still retaining some of the elements and the essence of fun and, like, exploration and taking rap in a different direction than it's ever been but bringing it back to that whole we're taking this seriously and we're trying to give you like good music and so with that kind of in mind i feel like that's kind of we're kind of coming out of this era and it's funny because it's not it hasn't lasted as long as like a lot of others have like the five years seven years whatever you know like this kind of happened for like three years and now it's kind of coming and faded but i think we're going back into that we kind of want a little bit more serious rap and i hate to say that because that doesn't make sense that doesn't i don't even want to say rap we just want more serious music or like music that's going to hold hold the test of time or stand true to it i think the reason that the clock's running out for a lot of these niggas except for the upper echelon and the upper echelon put out such quality music that they're going to have a longer clock because to be honest um chance rapper had the biggest year of any artist in 2016 jumped into the top umbrella of music but at least my clock is starting i'm not saying it's running out but i'm saying like he's officially been put on the clock for me and that's just seeing if i'm gonna give a fuck about this person's music in a little while like this next album really might be the one that decides if i'm gonna continue pressing play on his music because he's been missing the mark for me a little bit just being quite frank but he's still in such a he's gotten to such an arena of artists him and uzi like you've mentioned that they're so big they're never going anywhere they may not they may drop tiers eventually i guess like depending if they drop mid or they don't but i think they've reached such level of success that uzi can ride off of love is rage through the rest of his life i think he could like, tour off he was that one of those of artists that was dropping stuff yearly maybe mm -hmm. like he might catch one of like two two in a year you know like tail ends of shit but he hasn't dropped a project since 2017, and it's still like, I'm ready for this Uzi album. That's what know? I'm saying. Like, I feel like the rest of his life, he could tour off his old shit, too. Like, some of these people have just put out catalogs of just such incredible music. They're good forever, right? But that being said, like, the rest of them, not the in totality, but a good chunk of some of the people, like a Smoke Perp, like a Lil Xan, like a Trippy Red, like... A lot of these artists didn't give you, like, classics type They thing. didn't give you classics, like, and the reason I think... And this is why I am so, so stern on please don't make rap music. Please don't make music in general as a business and as a career if you don't realize that you're going to have to take it seriously like a business or like a career eventually. And that being said, I understand there's creatives and I understand there's people that just like to create and make your art. And that's cool and that's dope. But if you want to get paid off this shit and you want to live off this shit forever, you got to learn how to take it seriously. So if you get a window of like a year of super popping and you can't put out a concrete album because of the fact that you're partying too much or doing too much weird shit, you know, because you don't you didn't really care about the music you just wanted to get bitches and you know money and like fame and hoes and clothes and blah 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 like they all say then of course you fell off because you weren't in it for the right shit you could tell who was in it for the right shit like 
Uzi's been doing this music shit for a while, mm-hmm. right? And he may not, like, we don't know what's going on with his back situation, like, whatever, but if you kept up with Lil Uzi for a while, you can tell this man likes music. You know what I'm saying? This man takes music seriously. Or this man's and, like, a rock really, star. Really like, he says he's a rock star type shit, but he's still, like, the music is on the forefront, you know? That's why they he try to put him like in the same category as some of those niggas, but it's very different if you look at him. But then you'll look at it like a nigga, like a smoke perp, like, no, no... Um, disrespect to these people but that motherfucker will come out he put out like very hard music for the first like a little while like it was good music like whatever I was vibing with it but you don't really change anything you don't really grow all you're in the media for is for like saying fuck Jake Cole or like fuck other things you know what I'm saying fuck Russ and like saying weird shit and then you get caught out looking like a pussy about that shit too and nothing has to do about music anymore if you get into that cycle where we only talk about you you like you're releasing songs the whole time too he's letting shit go but if you get into that cycle where you're letting shit go and we literally only talk about the drama then you're you don't take it seriously enough because you're still putting yourself in those situations. Like I can go on a list of artists, which we're not going to do because it's going to take too long, but a list of artists that were into all of the fuck shit that these new artists glorify. We did a lot of this shit, like fucking Trey songs with the braids. Like that's one that people don't even expect too much, but that nigga was getting into fights all the time. I think was doing so much stupid shit oh. until he had to take music seriously bro, to try to keep on. Fights, bro. A whole ASAP mob fighting people bro, like, bro, at concerts. Like, at concerts. All of people think it's just this new age because there's a video and they, they get on Twitter and say fuck people and like throw up this stuff on instagram no so many people that are still relevant really did this shit they just had to buckle down and take it seriously as a craft eventually and they realized that but some of these young kids don't realize that they have to take this shit seriously and so then we just pose the question like who do y'all think is who is on the clock for you guys who do you think's clock is run out for and obviously we have our instagram at the off space podcast if you wanted to mention us with some of that stuff if not leave comments like we'd like to engage with you guys and get into discussions if possible but moving on to something else god i forgot the funniest fucking music shit that happened speaking of black people in music (laughs) that was a terrible transition (laughs) Um, this one isn't too big. It's just the baby released a music video for, um, Carpet Burn, which is a funny enough music video. This man is a pretty good actor and it goes into like him being in drama and shit like that. But the funniest shit I've seen all week, other than the fact that Machine Gun Kelly put out a Fallout Boy song, but we, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're gonna ignore that. I don't know why this man hates Machine Gun Kelly so much. Okay. It's like, obviously he's having an identity crisis, but can you not just let him rock with his own, like, being, you know? He put he's out still a trying to figure it out. Boy song. Bro, see, he used to be the no, only no, no, no. black scene person I bro, knew. Bro, no, 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 no. Bro, the thing is, though, people switch up. The thing is, I was I was 16, stop it. But the thing is, we, <laughs> we, and I still play sports, still got pussy, whatever. But anyways, we see. See, this is what I hate, bro. This is what I hate. No, no, no. Fuck you, nigga. What? We're gonna get into this. What, man? The second I know what's about to happen, and I know what. He's saying, "Why am I yelling, bro?" I know a narrative is about to be painted. As it goes about to start this, I'm the good guy narrative, where he's just gonna get all the fans, and people are gonna fuck with Ezigo, like whatever. And he's trying to paint me as the dickhead, cause I'm actually honest, and he laughs about the same shit, but off camera and off fucking <laughs> mic, and he likes to keep it <laughs> but obviously, enough. Obviously, enough. hearing the song, if y'all haven't heard it, go check it out. 
Oh, here we go. Fucking, here comes Ezigo's fucking... What? Oh, I want to hear this. Because I just want people to form their own reactions and opinions. That shit was hilarious. But at the same time, what am I about to do? Beat him up for take, for changing lanes? It's Machine Gun Kelly. Did I really expect much from him? Am I really like sitting at home like, I wonder what he's up to now, you know? Like, he could go live his fucking life. Jesus, fuck you. All right. <laughs> so you, why don't you laugh with me about people, bro? Why mean? you can't I'm laughing people. right now, man. <laughs> Anyway, that is the baby's music video. He had like a fucking two minute, like he really let a minute or so rock of him dressed up as the dude he beat up that we talked about like two minutes That was ago. different. Wow. And, and he just fucking chased him around. And he really just was so disrespectful. Had shit stains on his pants about I, basically beating the shit out of him. Hold on for a second, because I have to pose a question to, to the listeners at this moment. When you get your ass beat on Instagram... Posted the videos of you're lying there beating them bruised pants down. You already think the world's had enough of it. They've made you into memes. And then somebody makes a music video, reenacts it, and makes you look worse because they put shit stains on you. <laughs> and all this extra shit. At what point does the person who did it, the baby, what at what point is he not fearful for his life? Because you just created a murderer. Oh, the baby, the baby very much is not worried about this. Do you think this dude's never just going to seek him out at some point and try and end his life? Because you're doing some, why do you, you're beating a horse, not even when he's down, you're beating a horse when he's dead. Oh, it's fucking crushing this man. Like, that shit is hilarious. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) So shout out to the baby. You know what I'm saying? This is a baby friendly podcast. We definitely fuck with the baby. (laughs) That gives all disclaimers when we talk about the baby. What? Because I fear for my fucking life, nigga. I fear for my life. I'm not beefing with nobody. There's no reason. Yeah, we aren't beefing with anybody, though. Just keeping it real. But um, speaking, we're talking about achievements in the black community. We're going to have a segment where we like to say the achievements in the black community for the week. I'm going to give a big shout out to Jay-Z for becoming the first billionaire um, hip hop artist. Yeah, first ah, billionaire in music. Which the, is still kind of misleading. Was it billionaire in music, period? It's billionaire in music. Damn, that's hard. That's hard as fuck. The first actual billionaire, because I know people always say, like, the Diddy billionaire, all these things. It's like, once you go over 500K, they like to round up. But that, you know what I mean? I think I think Diddy, Hove, and um, Dre have all been billionaires, low-key. At least Diddy and Hove. But I think they finally it got to the point that the assets were big enough that he can't hide it from the IRS anymore. Because that tax bracket probably is super different. The Billy, the Billy tax is probably so, so different. Oh my goodness! Hey, man. <laughs> oh my what gosh! Think, what do you think it is? Kill me first. Something like that. <laughs> Kill me first. Oh no! Oh my goodness! There's a certain amount of money I almost don't want to make just because of <laughs> how much they're gonna take from Look. you. Look. Imagine being a Cali where it has like some of the highest taxes. That's why you have so many niggas that have their little um, nonprofits and their like uh, their um, LLCs and other fucking um, states right. so that they can get billed to those. Because bro, niggas will make a hundred million in Cali and keep fifty. It's like, what? You take all of it? Hey man, what you got to do for the people and the rest? Of <laughs> Imagine being a billionaire and going home with like a hundred mil. That's just tragic. Oh, but <laughs> and it's, I mean, and so we're getting another woman that's almost there on this list. Shouts out to Hove, and then we're gonna move on to Rihanna signed under Jay Z too. But guess what? This wasn't this wasn't a move of somebody that was under anybody else. This was a move, a boss bitch move, where she came and she took yes, over sir. for herself. Yes, sir. Rihanna Fenty, you know what I'm saying, is worth six hundred million dollars. Richest female in music, debatable, but richest female in music. Period. I don't. I'm not saying period because 
I'm, I'm gonna get into this after, but like, I think be richer, low key. I dude, she had a 400 mil net worth recorded, and then people discovered recently, within like the last month or two or whatever, that she potentially has another 200 mil coming from uh, stocks and that she that have, I guess, gained that value over time through Uber because mm-hmm. she decided to get paid in Uber stock for like a one concert she did instead of like actual cash. And, she, and they're thinking that that's like put her at 600 mil. So again, those are both the same number. I'm not sure about the discrepancies between them on like if who's really more or less, but either way. And I think B is doing the Hove tech you're at tactic. That I really think she's much, hiding assets, bro. That tactic I mean, could crazy. be, but, but you're at that much money. Like you're, hey, if we're in the sense that I was talking about a minute ago, Rihanna's a billionaire, man. Bro, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Rihanna, Rihanna Fenty, you know what I'm saying? Shouts out. I've been a part of the Navy. So I mean, <laughs> you already know. I'm oh, a part Lord. of the Beehive and the Navy. Oh, yeah, I'm Lord. part of feuding teams no one no. <laughs> will catch me a part of nobody eats on the family feud any of these cults but uh, <laughs> but shout out to rihanna for that because that's huge that's big and then shout out to serena williams who always exudes nothing but excellence coming from the black community as well and she's known as now the um first athlete period or was it female athlete first, first athlete on the female list for self-made okay. women so she was the first athlete on the richest uh, self-made women list and which is nuts that's cool and especially because of how like we look at serena williams like serena's been someone that's been looked up to as like a positive role model. i've never seen her do something negative. that's what i'm saying she's been looked up to as a positive role model in the black community for actually like two decades now at this point like more probably like she's just a wonderful human being like what can we say she's, about serena that's negative what makes me happy about her is she's almost like the michelle type almost like the obama type and things that you see people get petty when i guess slander comes their way or when people cause problems with them especially when you reach such a, a pedestal of individual and when it keeps on repeatedly happening and happening over time but i've never seen her get petty or lash back or whatnot she literally always takes the high road and that's just someone that you have to give credit to at a point because that's tough Especially when Especially you're constantly being berated in the media oh for how God. you look, for who you are, where you came the from, and what you skin. do. Like, that's something that we people go on, people blow up on social media and already to fight individuals for just locals getting mad at them for who they are. At the end of the day, these are whole groups of people around the world getting mad at you and uh, talking down on you. And she still, like, stays true to who she is and continues to be a positive role model for not just black people, but people of all color and people all, in general. And literally, and she just, she's reached that platform an individual where she's just a great fucking person. And so we're going to give a big shout out to her, man. And before we get into... Um, actually, the last music-related thing, which it's not even music-related at this point, because this man needs to either pony up and fucking make an album or not, just because this is my R&B legend, Justin Bieber. Pony he, up and make an album. Come on, much. shut up and play. <laughs> Tell the athletes, shut up and play. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> We're sick of it. We're sick of it. But Justin Bieber, the R&B legend and God himself, um, sent out the most random tweet of all time. Instagram post, tweet, everything. He wants to fight Tom Cruise. What the fuck? Um, well, look at this white-on-white violence. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Chuka. This is one time when I really want... I'm here for it, and I want these tinfoil theories to fly, because this doesn't make sense. This doesn't add up. I'm telling you, Bieber is in a cult because of how he's been acting. I'm assuming he's in a cult. Tom Cruise is in a cult. They're fighting to see who can be the biggest person on the planet that's in a cult. You think... 
see, because that's one that's so off the wall random. I want to know, like, you got to, you got to give me more. You know, that's no, the headline. No more. That's, that's the headline. You got to give it. me some details. That's there. it. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. No They're just gonna fight it out for winner of the cult. They get a trophy and just like be happy. Be like, I'm the biggest nigga in a cult, nigga. I. <laughs> <laughs> I really and you know they're both so saying nigga too because it's behind closed doors. No. <laughs> I can't imagine Tom Cruise saying that. I think he probably will self-destruct if he says it. He's one of those individuals he's that one of the just, it doesn't sit. It doesn't sit well with. <laughs> he's one of the programs. Ro- oh, I said programs. Why am I combining words today? I've combined like six words and just been slurring. You're watching the Matrix, man. I, oh shit! I knew it, dude. I fucking knew it. Am I drunk? I'm fighting for my fucking life. Anyways. You already know Bieber's hunger. I have my. I know that um, Tom Cruise has been in hella action movies and action shit. So through a logical reasoning, a regular human being would definitely say he's gonna put the pause on Bieber. Dude, but I think Bieber is gonna win because he's hung out with too many niggas, Dude. and they probably violated him for way too long for him to. Not- <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I'm not gonna let you keep on talking this. Dude, first off, Justin Bieber, you twenty year twenty something year old, um, dude. Why are you challenging a grown man with kids? Got to be fifty, right? Tom Cruise got to be fifty. Why are you challenging a fifty-year-old to a fight? You're gonna, you're. He wants to smack the shit out nah, of that. You're old ass sick, nigga. dude. I'm fucking tired of this. It's making me sick to my stomach. Did I immediately had to start searching how old is Tom Cruise? I didn't even want to see it because I was gonna feel worse about it. I had to put my phone down. I was gonna send that shit to me so fucking quick. And when I was gonna send that shit to me, I was crying. I'm not gonna lie. Fuck I started this? shedding tears because imagine. Justin Bieber slapped the shit out of top. I'm not even happy if if he wins. I'm not happy for it. I'm really pissed off because I'm like, why did you have to do this? No, I'm happy for it. Like, what did Tom Cruise do to you? Tom Cruise didn't do anything to me. He just won't admit that he's in a cult, which I wish he would. He's a Scientologist, bro. It's not a cult, but it's still weird. Like people are no, okay it's with a cult. That. Scientology is a cult. I mean, if you want to say any religion is a cult, every religion, Christianity is a cult. Is a cult. Like all these things are cults, quote unquote, but. Well, all the things aside, I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure uh, Justin Bieber was watching KSI fight uh, Logan Paul, and he decided he wanted to join in on the action a few months later. So, you know what? I'm, I'm interested in these celebrity fight nights. I'm, I'm down to see it. I'm kind of sick. Like, I hope Tom Cruise puts the paws on him for that reason. But, you know, we'll see when time plays out. Hopefully, this doesn't turn into another Chris Brown and Soldier Boy. We want to make it happen, and it never does. <laughs> you're right. You're right, though. But only time will tell. I mean, I just need R&B legend Justin Bieber to put out an album because it's about that time. It's coming in close, though. I don't need you to put out the album yet, Bieber, if you're listening, because I know you clearly listen to the Offspace podcast. But um, put it out around... Um, you see the DM he sent the other day? Yeah, yeah. That's my man. That's okay, my man. Yeah, yeah. I told you. But September. September so that it can heat up by like October, like late, like early November yeah. and be a little chilly outside. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Perfect. That Bieber going to go so, so crazy. Oh my goodness. And that future too. So I could have good singing and good R&B and misogyny to inject both of them into my veins. That's kind of a nasty combo. (laughs) (laughs) R&B and misogyny go together just like fucking rum and coke. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm really not trying to let some of these jokes like that. I know they're going to be taken dumb out of context, but... I was just going to leave these in my mind. See, that's why you... See, I'm the only one that fucking steps out to make these jokes. You sit there, you let yourself be peasy. Let yourself be so fucking... I'm laughing in my head because these are hilarious. But, dude, people are not ready for some of this shit. You're right, though. Maybe one day, man. On next episode. but it's nuts to say shit like that and then go into our next topic. So, my placement was not the best. But... (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm laughing because of the placement, by the way. Let me just get serious because this is stuff that we really do need to address. Um, 
as everyone should know, if you don't know, that it is Pride Month. Shout out to every member of the LGBTQIA community. Because one, y'all carry a lot of industries. But two, y'all do a lot of the most poppinest shit ever. I feel like I do nothing but give um, fucking shout out to the lesbian. to the. I was really about to name every piece of it, but let me just say LGBT community. Just because... Don't like, forget the Q. LGBTQ community, sorry. I said the whole thing first. Yeah. But, like, we're not just talking about the positives now because we're going to do a better Pride breakdown probably next week or the week after. But we wanted to point out just maybe closing out Pride, like closer to when all of the festivities are going on. Because Pride is one of my favorite times in Atlanta only because, like, even if you're a part of the heterosexual community, you can be respectful, obviously, of the things going on, going on just like mm-hmm. me and myself. And you can't be upset about certain things that happen too, because I will say last year at Pride, um, my girlfriend and I got weird looks on occasion. Like only sometimes though. It was like a very, very small percent chance. Cause other than that, ninety nine percent of the people were so welcoming and so comforting. Dude, because like literally that but community it, just promotes acceptance. And that's no, beautiful. Sure. Like, that's fucking beautiful. Like that's why it's really it's the happiest and most peaceful time in Atlanta, bro. Like it really is so happy and peaceful in the city, like when it's pride. But anyways, and we did get some weird looks. I had I heard like someone under their breath saying, like, are they straight? Like really just like weird that we were straight people at like um at I think we were in line for a gay bar that we didn't make it into just because the line was really deep obviously it's pride like come on now yeah. but that being said i can't feel bad about that because like we got the are they straight you know what i'm saying like some weird look but bro like imagine the like gay people and lesbian people and transgender etc get those comments and looks all day every day you know what i'm saying like and like no, it's just like you're just going on your work yeah commute. yeah you know it's what i'm like, saying like they get, they get like, like they get those what? comments like such high chance just like we do get comments on occasion about our race you know just being black bro people so, don't give the comments they get the no, look no, the look they're so, scared for the comments, the comments see that's different because people are scared of black people for some reason so they give you more looks instead of comments but i know a lot of um my friends that are members of the lgbtq community um they mention the looks, but a lot of them do get the comments too, which is unfortunate to me that people are still bigoted in that way. But anyways, hopping into bigots, um, because they think gay people won't fight. We're gonna. Like, that's what. It, what? That's what I just. I honestly can't wait, and I saw, I'm sorry if I sound fucked for promoting violence, but one of my favorite videos I saw on Twitter this past week was. It was a gay male on Twitter. He said, he said, he said, you just please don't think that these hands aren't um, certified because I'm a part of the gay community. And it was just him beating the shit out of a bigoted person, beating the fuck out of a bigoted person. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was cheering. I was like, yes, sir. Like, please beat that nigga's ass. And he's not going to try it again. Like some people I think deserve to get their ass beat. That was something that. Um, Madeline and I really disagreed on because she thinks that no one deserves. To I say take the either. high route, but at the same time, you got to know what to expect if you're going at people like like heinous. There are some levels of bigot where I feel like you should you should honestly, and they'd be the most surprised too. But you should honestly expect the repercussions and things that yeah. come. Like if you walk up to a black person and you just say nigger, like you might catch the wrong black person that day and just get fucking slept. Nah, you caught the right one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you caught, you caught the caught right the motherfucking one. right one, bro. Imagine some of those people saying that shit to me or you. Like you're saying like. I'm either gonna laugh because that's low key a funny word. I'm sorry if I sound like terrible, or if you're really on some bigot shit and you catch me on a hot day, (laughs) people are gonna have to call you Sleeping Beauty in that cell because, like, they're not gonna be able to wake you up for a little bit. But 
hopping back into the, these bigots, sorry. In the French Quarter in New Orleans, which makes me sad because New Orleans is one of my favorite cities, but I do know how red that state is. Red doesn't necessarily mean bigot at all, just like liberal or blue doesn't necessarily mean good person. Y'all should know my views on politics at this point. It's about the it's a person to person basis. You can't just assume good or bad off of a grouping. But that being said, <clears throat> you can kind of you with how conservative the red community is, you do see a higher percentage of bigots towards the homosexual community in the red side means and so but with how red louisiana is as a state i was not surprised at all sadly but this motherfucker was walking around the french quarter like near a pride event and this is allegedly like just because this is all i've seen so far on it with an ak-47 like police intercepted this racist ass fucking bigoted ass motherfucker with an ak-47 looking like he had the intent to kill one, there, like you could have had a register. You could have had a registered weapon. I know. I, I don't support carrying like big cannons out in public. But if you had like an AR or something, can't you register? Well, you're those a fucking clown. You, bro, you AK? You literally you got something. You got the Call of Duty to gun? go commit a shooting, walking around in public like no one's gonna notice you. Thank God you're a fucking clown because that would have been a disaster to see like anybody get hurt. You know. I hate hate seeing marginalized communities especially get hurt by people that are just bigoted you know what i'm saying there's no good reason other than they just dis woke up disliking somebody right. that's crazy to me and then another instance sadly there's going to be more of these instances this month too just giving a heads up and that's not because i expect and or hope for it's just and maybe i should take the a more um optimistic route you know but it's just like seeing how the world is sometimes you just got to know it's coming and I'm not justifying anything, by the way. But the le the lesbian couple that got attacked on the bus too, that shit broke my heart just because they literally were just headed somewhere together, probably holding hands, maybe like kissed, and people attacked them for it just being weird to them. Yeah. Like if they just woke up in the morning, they were like, yo, I hate that. You're out of here. Like that's like how do you have that train of thought? Like we are complex creatures, you know what I'm saying? Like our brains People have not even begun to really discover all of the mysteries and all of the complexities and, you know, all of the little things that go into the human mind. And instead, your human mind decided that because someone kisses someone you don't like, I'm going to beat the shit out of them. It doesn't make sense, man. But, you know, there's dudes like this. And it's funny because I didn't even realize how weird some of these weirdos really get, especially until, like, we had the whole Japan discussion and, like, their public transit, like, sexual harassment problem. But it's, like, there's always going to be people like this that exist. Hopefully the numbers decrease over time. But in the meantime, people who aren't the directed group effect affected but are still witnesses and bystanders, don't let yourself be bystanders, you know? Take action. Step in. If you see a group of, like, dudes harassing these individuals in any circumstance... Be like, what the fuck? And really stand up for these people because they're strength in numbers. And the only time we allow, the only time people get oppressed are when the non-oppressed groups allow it to happen. For sure. Take a stand and be like, fuck these dudes and really beat. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to promote violence because that's not who I am. While it could be justified, as whatever. But defuse the situation and don't let individuals just get stepped Use on. Use your fucking privilege to get shit done. Like, why do y'all think I speak on women so much? It's like, 
at the end of the day, I'm a straight male. Like, if I wasn't black, like, I'm a straight male that believes in God. It, it believes in God, right? So at mm-hmm. least I'm a spiritual straight male. If I wasn't black and I was white, I'd instantly be jumped into the least oppressed, like, number one, you know, like, yeah. area. It's crazy, so, though, how black you know, throws it's, that it's down carry, the line, it, That's what I'm saying. It's crazy how race <laughs> destroys that. But I'm saying I, I recognize my pr- privilege in certain areas, yeah. right? And mine as a male you are the more dominant one in society right now so if i notice something going on with women then by god i'm gonna fucking speak on it by god i'm gonna fucking say something you know because i have to like i feel like that's my fucking duty as a man and then when i notice things going on in the lgbtqia community i'm a straight male I can walk up and talk to almost any, if you are not racist, I can talk to anybody in the United States and they're going to fuck with me because I'm a straight male. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, I'm a straight male that's a decent human being. Like, I'm yeah. funny, can hold a conversation cool, so people will fuck with me. But I mean, literally, if I was gay, that just instantly, I just cut a certain portion of the map that's not going to speak to me. Yeah. You know? That's crazy to me. So I feel like I got to speak on it. And so just using your privilege is one of the only ways that things advance. Because if you notice, sadly, like people have died for the war that the gay, like the war that the LGBTQ community are fighting. People have died for the war that the black community is fighting. People have died for the war that the female community is fighting. And guess what sadly has been the only thing that's made a difference? It's the people that have died have sparked that emotional change in the communities that aren't oppressed yeah. To where they start speaking out on it. Because like when I get profiled at bars or used to, my white friends stepping out and being like, hey, that's fucked up. What the fuck are y'all doing? Is what usually gets the situation sorted like that. That's mm-hmm. just like a very micro level example of what happens on a macro level when it comes to oppression. Like as long as someone that they can identify with steps in. Oh, then it really sets Then they start them. thinking about it. Because the messed up part like, is like they don't even realize that it's a problem. Until someone that they think thinks like them shows them that it's a problem. It's like, all right, I might have been out of line. Sorry, guys. Like, you fucking clown, you know of saying? course. Like, but, like, what? okay, I'm at least change like, <laughs> like, you changed that. That's asshole, what but, it took. <laughs> but, know, yeah. Not all of the. Never mind. Shouts <laughs> out to, I guess, you know, uh, prominent celeb allies out there that are doing something to, like, make a change. And event- I saw something on the news of a person from Imagine Dragons creating, like, safe homes for. Uh, teens and from he's a Mormon actually and a straight Mormon male hey. that's in Imagine Dragons and um, he was creating like safe homes or whatever for LGBTQ uh, teens because of the suicide rate and everything and that's especially really in Utah I think it was and so like a look into that if you haven't and anybody if you can find a way to help like do it in different like do it in the way that you can you know not everyone can build a fucking house obviously like I can barely uh, pay my fucking rent no, I'm just kidding <laughs> but and so we're gonna go straight into and all I'm gonna say on the one a shooting happened Fort Worth, Texas, um, going on. It's looking to be race related at this point because it was a white cop and it was a black individual. I've heard mixed information. I've been reading to try to figure out exactly what happened. Some places are saying it was an unarmed 15 year old. Some places are saying it was an armed 20 year old. That's very drastic and different info. So I don't want to speak on that too much. We may get back to it next week once we get more on that. And then I wanted to give a big RIP, a big our condolences, and a big our love is with, our love prayers and thoughts are with you guys out to Sudan and everything happening in Sudan. Just because I've just been seeing the numbers of rapes, 
the numbers of murders, the numbers of everything just going crazy right now. That country needs help, y'all. And it's crazy how all of this is happening. And even like, not even to call him out, but just saying like, I brought it up to my brother today and he's like, bro, I haven't seen any of shit on this. Like, I just have not seen nothing on it. It's just because that's not what's being propelled on the news right now. What they want you to know is that um, Joe Biden is leading the, you know what I'm saying? Or fucking Democratic election. Or fucking um, Old Town Road is still number one. Like, they're going to say shit over and over again that we already pertinently know. Or or the Congress is working hard at getting Donald Trump impeached. It's like, bro, I've seen the same shit on the news, not going to lie, for the last, like, three three years. They only play the same shit. That's why it's getting to the point that it's pertinent that people start to do their own research and people pay attention with their with themselves and they do their thinking for themselves. Like, God, if I could ask for one thing in this planet, it would be for the human population to think for themselves because if we all started thinking for ourselves and started making our decisions for ourselves and people stopped being so hive-minded about shit and just follow the leader then the world would be a such a fucking better place but that being said i said if i can wish for one thing and i'd wish for that but world i could also like there's a lot of things like world hunger Meg the Stallion. World Peace is a nasty... Rihanna. Thing. Like, there's a lot of things that are mm-hmm. about equal that you could wish for. We horny? <laughs> we horny? I know which way this is going. That's funny. All right. Alright. We horny. No, it's not we horny hours yet. It's a little too early. Plus, I'd hope that my queen would... You know what I'm saying? Hop in there too. You know what I'm saying? Like Rihanna, Rihanna, the caliber of woman. I feel like she could be like in her little sexy accent, Madalena, come over here. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. You know, I don't need to be horny out. I'm fucking. Bro, it's been a whole 30 seconds. Right I'm still going. I'm losing my mind. Anyway, so um, <laughs> transitioning into. Transitioning into. Speaking of celebrities doing good things and or mentioning Meg the Stallion. Oh, I for shit. Huh. The hot girl beach cleanup. Look at that transition. The hot girl beach cleanup was dope. Whoa, Kenny. That, whoa, Kenny. That she did something like that just because of the fact that, A, Maggie the Stallion is such a big person at the moment. But it seems like everything she promotes is fire, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she promotes the strength and community within women and just sticking together, you know, pushing that it's narrative. It's funny because, like... And it's nuts because she really started this movement where she said, hey, this summer we're cleaning up our beaches. Boom. Dude, I'm not even gonna lie, you hear like our little sister Uzama is not really the type of girl that I expected to listen to a whole lot of like Megan Stallion and City Girls type shit. And I'm not gonna lie, like, dude, all women are feeling empowered by this shit right now. Of course. They're feeling like though empowered and feeling like they're on the way. Like they're feeling season. like they feeling like they've been brought together or something. So, you know, shouts out for, you know, they bringing these women together, especially to go clean up the beaches. Even though I will say a lot of girls that did say they were going to act up or be hot girls this summer have already been violated. Y'all got to honestly stay in, your, stay in your own lane when it yeah, comes yeah, to certain things too. <laughs> like you really, you don't have to force a persona because yeah. of people you look up to. Sometimes you're a sweetheart. You know you know? Sometimes you're a sweetheart and be a sweetheart. You know what I'm saying? Same. Like, you don't go out there trying to be a fucking See, bad girl exactly. and let yourself get violated. I'm a like, thoughtful young gent. I learned I'm not yeah. a hoe. I can't act like a hoe. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. My man's learned he's not... The whole life is not his life. That that's he just, really fucks with his head too much, so he doesn't do that shit. I was going to say, that shit's stressful. And so sometimes you got to understand your own lane. But that being said, I do love the empowerment, and I love seeing the female community come together to do positive things. 
And Meg even said that by the time she got to the beach, when she announced which beach she wanted to do a cleanup for, she said for women to do it all over the United States and good people like Kelv, like which is um, Brother Other celebs are linking up, like and Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X and other celebrities are linking up to clean our beaches too, which is really, really commendable. But it's dope that Meg even said which beach she was going to be at, said what time she was going to be there. She said by the time she got there, the beach was spotless. And she just walked around and she was with her fans just like vibing. Because they really just and took like care no of it bullshit. before she got there. Like I know people <laughs> that were at that beach talking about how like, you know, they can really like attest to it. This was cleaned up before she ever got there. And like how everyone was clowning them like all y'all did was just hang out with her. It's like, just, no. See, like they cleaned the fucking beach before they got that's there. That's prime misogyny too. Like it's males who see women doing something positive, seeing something dope. And they instantly first assume, oh, they just went out there to twerk with Megan. They're not even tripping about cleaning the... No, nigga. They cleaned that hoe up all the way before she even got out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what's funny? It was Maxine though. I'm not going to lie. I feel Maxine like, was out there. I feel like she pops up at a lot of things. It's like, I really don't know how life's going for you right now, but I've happy it's going smooth so shouts out shouts out to maxine you're but um and big big shout out i know this is very late and it is going um the next thing we're going to do is our nba talk and probably round it up for the day but big 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 shout out to casey and Brittany once again because i forgot to shout them out a when we went i think for, after we went to the last um season finale of the, the uh, best six seasons ever aired on TV. <laughs> best six seasons. That's funny as shit. <laughs> so when we went to see them for the season finale, but also just, those are the homies. Like, I, I mean, really, um, we've gotten a pretty good relationship with them and it's just always good to see Brittany thrive because she has a podcast herself called True Crime Girl Time, which the true crime space is popping right now. And especially if, you, if you're good people in it too, like her and Ansley, her friend, are really really fucking good at what they do to be honest and they they got good at it pretty quickly like when i say that it it seems like you could tell that they really put time and effort and care into this you know what i'm saying like they started evolving equipment and started evolving like how they market and like how they do this shit so shouts out if y'all like true crime podcast pay attention to that and casey's just my boy in general but he loves baseball way too much so we're just gonna ignore that because that's the dookie you know one day one day except for the la dodgers and my man oh who's the except for the la dodgers bro at the end of the day like because they got a cool logo oh my god (laughs) At the end of the day, if Louisiana had a baseball team, I'd root for them. But Atlanta, you got me with two sports teams. So, shouts out to the Atlanta Braves. L.A. Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. Those are the only people I give a shit about. Anyway. Because Kershaw's so nasty with pitching. I bet, dude. I'm proud of you, man. (laughs) I hope you ever watch those games. Shouts out to the fucking I'm not going to watch the games, though. Not at all, though. I do want to get a jersey, though, just because I know my boy has one, too, so we can match on some weird shit. But, um... Right back into the NBA. <laughs> Where magic um, happens. First thing we're going to mention is something we're going to talk about later, but what we do want to take note. Breaking news. Report, report, Chuka. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, Tony Parker and Vince Carter are both retiring this year. Both NBA legends to me. Should be NBA legends to everybody. I think Vince Carter holds higher weight. Way. Way, way, way higher whoa. weight. But Tony Parker is definitely someone that I feel like it's disrespectful not to mention. Stop right now. Stop fucking right now. When did you hear this Vince Carter shit? Vince Carter? This is not real. Stop. Oh, it's real. He finally announced it. He announced it within the last two days. He said he's out of here. This is his last season. He didn't tell anybody? He just said, I'm he just, oh, That's my last season. No, no, no. no. He has ain't. one more season. One okay, more season. I was about to say, this ain't right. Yeah, he's dude. having a farewell this tour. He's this a, ain't right, See, dude. if Vince, this, this is, is what I'm right. going to say. All NBA fans out there listening... 
Tony Parker is cool and all and dope and people look up to him. Kyrie is on some weird MAGA shit and says Tony Parker was the hardest person for him to guard in the NBA, but that's weird. And I know he just didn't want to admit the fact that Kobe put the buckets on him. But Tony Parker was the original Steph Curry with how much he was running around, like for dipping sure. through niggas to get open and shit. For sure, for sure. So I, I can understand that from a cardio standpoint. Maybe Kyrie just needed to yeah. get his weight up. But um, that being said, all you NBA fans, if Vince Carter does not have a proper send-off, if Vince Carter does not have a proper farewell tour, I'm going to be pissed. Toronto better retire that fucking jersey. Toronto got to retire that fucking jersey. Vince Carter was the first person to put that city on the fucking map for anything. Literally for anything, nah. he was the first person to put them on the map. Stop it. I'm not even going to lie. Vince Carter is the best dunker in NBA history. This man's going to be dunking at 60 years old. Quit playing with me. I'm, sti- I'm oh. tired of it. We are, we're going to go down our Vince Carter tangent another day, but we just wanted to mention both of those That hit me kind of hard, but I didn't know he was... I thought he was going really to be in this shit forever. I, it low-key felt like that, too. And it's crazy that at 42, he even dunked it last year. Multiple times. Gilbert Arenas was complaining on uh, socials a while ago, talking about how Vince Carter's just taking up space from a, a youngin who can get their shine and get onto a team and really make their dreams like happen and I know why obviously like where he was coming from with this point that's Vince Carter I feel like at this point for the whole basketball community he's earned a spot on a team for however long he wants to play and And he's one of those players like any legend would you have said that to Kobe that's what I'm saying would you have said that to LeBron to Dirk even like Dirk might go down in history by the way as the most underappreciated player in NBA history but that being said there's a certain cloth that if you've reached like the legend cloth you can have a roster spot till you are fifty. If you decide to be in the fucking, you think NBA Dirk's going to be the most underappreciated? I think because I think Dirk gets crazy talk, and especially like not crazy talk like it's unwarranted. I'm saying long term, bro. Term. Tim Duncan, people don't talk on Tim no, Duncan. Tim, the way I, they I see Tim, I see at least one Tim Duncan tweet on my TL at least once a day, bro. Because I hit the at bank shot. When I hit the bank shot, not enough people even comment Tim Duncan or nothing, bro. bro. They just let it happen. Because that's just fucking like even Kawhi's doing shit like that. Even though he did play on the Spurs, that's just fucking really one of the players that care about being technically sound more that's than textbook. being. Fucking more than being um, splashy or anything like that. But Timmy is going to be appreciated less than he should be because he should be in a lot of conversations. He should be in a lot of different conversations. Like when we're talking about goat conversations, if you're going to throw in someone like Will, you got to throw in someone like Timmy. I think so. But that being said, Vince Carter better get the proper send off. But we'll talk go- on how the NBA doesn't like big men eventually. But yeah, for some <laughs> one day we're gonna get into that because I see niggas saying disrespectful things like Draymond can lock up Shaq, and the NBA really does not like big men. Really does not like big men. NBA fans are weirdos. But trade rumors we've seen. We saw this nigga Kyrie walk out of a fucking taxi, like car, like delivery, whatever, with a big ass bag, a smile on his face, walking into a brand newly bought. Um, townhouse in New York. What does this spell for next season? <laughs> if Kyrie stays on the Celtics, <laughs> he's out of here. First off, with Terry he's Rose, out of here. Oh my goodness, that team has imploded. That's one of the ugliest like build ups I've ever seen in my life. They're supposed to win a championship, and no one can tell me. They were supposed to win a championship. Instead, Terry Rozier went on a media tour bashing his team. I <laughs> couldn't. I've never seen it. Hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> never seen a player going around just talking shit about their team. So Kyrie's out of here. Um, some new developments in the playoffs should may lead to KD not necessarily leaving, even though I still think he's leaving. And you know what? I'm going to wait till next week to give y'all my tinfoil KD theory. 
just because of the fact that I have to wait to see how this playoffs plays out a little bit because I don't want to start it. Oh yet. my goodness! I don't want to start it. No, you're not gonna give your predictions for the playoffs. No, I'm gonna give my predictions, bitch, nigga. But I'm not. No, fucking. So you're not gonna go ahead. Maybe I was a little stoned the other night, and I was I was telling us go but you're out of your fucking mind. Had to be. I was telling this motherfucker my KD theory, and he thinks it's the dumbest shit he's ever heard in his life. When you retell it, you have to tell exactly how you told it to me. You can't lay certain shit out. No, I'm gonna tell it the exact same next week. Okay. Next Monday, I promise you guys. But other trade rumors, um, the whole AD fiasco is going on. Apparently, thirty teams are interested in him. We 30? thought it was going to be a handful. Wait, what? What one team isn't? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Aren't there thirty two? No, so like, what one team isn't interested? <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably going to stay. Bro, I'm Even telling you, I think they're probably I think one it's of the, the Grizzlies. It's got to be some bullshit like the some Grizzlies or the Kings, or like <laughs> for sure. But apparently, thirty teams are interested, so it's way more interest than people are garnering to the point that you think we can get Trey to Young? the point. You think we can we can con the Hawks and get Trey Young? No, we can't. But if we could con the Hawks and get Trey Young somehow, I would shed tears. Trey Young, we already see what he's doing with like a Trey Young, a Josh, uh, a Josh Zion, or whatever. Drew, you see what he's doing with Collins, Lob City with fucking Zion. No, we we'd win a championship next year for sure, like hundred percent guaranteed. With Drew Holiday, Drew playing the role he actually likes to play. I think I don't stress enough, which I do stress enough on this pod because I feel like I talk about Drew way too much. Drew hates playing the one. So we get, like, I want us to get, the reason I'm nervous about a lot of these AD trade packages is because they keep looking like Drew's going to have to play the one again, when in turn, if we get a, any way for Drew to play the two, our team's better. Our team's better every time he plays the two. Can I ask you Notice that Rondo year. Playoffs! Sweeps! Like, like what the fuck? Can I ask you something? The Wizards are trying to rebuild, obviously, right? We're not getting John Wall. No, hear me. Nigga, I don't want John Wall. First off, I ruptured my Achilles. At the end of the day, I'm going to go ahead and say something right now because people aren't talking on it. I finally got put into the mind of, like, an individual who just wants to get back to regular, like, athletic things on his own and shit like that. John Wall's whole livelihood on is on this shit. His whole career. Like, this is bigger than, you know what I'm saying? And to go through, like, a major injury and not know how you're going to come back over time to get back to where you were, especially competing at the level you need to be. Like, I'm praying for John Wall. Like, real shit. I really hope he comes back better than ever because that's tragic. But that aside, the Wizards are trying to rebuild. And you know how many picks the Hawks got? The Hawks got more picks than they have oh, players. Like, no. I really think a three-way trade, they can get Beal and Trey Young to the Pels for picks, a lot of picks to the, um, a lot, a lot of picks to the Wizards, and the Hawks are fucking retarded. So they will take AD for just that. Like, they're going to win a championship. We've seen what that is. That's just us again, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They're not going to win shit. Bro, I promise you, if there was a way to incorporate Anthony Davis into this, into the Hawks trade, like a way to incorporate the Hawks, David Griffin would take it. Because think about all the places in the East it would be the funniest to put AD because at the end of the day once a GM really knows that a player's not trying to be there you're trying to send them to the team they want to be on the least you're trying to get you like literally get the most out of them and, and send them to where they're get not going to be out of your conference so put them out of their conf- out of your conference where they're not going to be happy and get the most because that's what they did to Kawhi but your Kawhi's eating off of it right. but literally Kawhi said the last place he wants to be is Toronto he doesn't want to be in Toronto fuck that place like he said so much about Toronto so much about Toronto and so Pop was like <laughs> <laughs> Pack your thick clothes, boy. You going to Canada? I think Kawhi's smart, bro. I think that was chestnut checkers. 
Oh, bro. they're about to win a championship. I think that was Chestnut Checkers, but that's a talk for another day. If we want to do tinfoil, but do you think, like, but, if you really think about it, do you think I there's think other good options I, in the East besides, like, that might be one of the best packages we could see. It's just like, that would have to turn into a four-way trade, though, just because the pick high enough for us to tantalize the Hawks would be us getting the four from the Lakers and getting that to the Hawks included. We in wouldn't the- have to give a pick with that. Like, I'm telling you, the Hawks got so many picks, they need to trade some of their picks right now for shit. They don't want more. Like, I'm pretty sure if they, they're they down to just roll with an AD and trade certain players and maybe an, a few more of their picks to other teams I think to get, like, one more good piece I and really Griffin's hope they're just so going to do it. I sold on um, taking the Lakers' assets, though. Like, I think he's sold on having the Lakers' assets because I think he's sold on having the Lakers a part of this three-way trade. It, it might be. I'm just hoping. I'm, bro, but, bro, but that'd be nuts. That would actually be nuts to get Trey Young somehow. I would cry. I think I would cry for real. If I woke up and had Trey Young, Zion Williamson, Drew Holiday, and made, let's say Ingram or something, if they had a part of that deal or whatever, I honestly think I would shed tears because I don't deserve that. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I do deserve it. Maybe I'm selling myself short. But it's like, we woke up one tragic morning and we saw our Saints win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Some people in the city that we live in, unfortunately, have never been able to experience that feeling of like knowing your team can actually do it and then them accomplishing it, right? We haven't had that feeling really for about the Pels until Boogie came. They should have done it that year. And I'm, not getting, that I'm not getting to that But we're not going to do that Every time I do that really does cause me heart problems and, and so, I can't do that to myself. And so... Now, you think the window's over, though. Because usually when shit like that happens, the window ends. But now, we're looking like... But then God gave us the number one pick. On a year where you got a generational player. We might have another window, is all I'm saying. And I think that smells of trash, by the way. I just thought about that. Because I threw chicken away yesterday. But, um... Hey, we're just kicking it, whatever. But, um... I believe that... The Pels trade is going to be fantastic, whatever it ends up being, just because I, I truly have faith in Dave Griffin, just because of the fact that he was able to build a team around LeBron James that consisted of such role players, but they were all role players that they needed at the time to win a championship when he was a GM at Cleveland. I truly feel like he could do the same shit for the Pelicans, right? And he's going to surprise us with certain players, certain players that we're really going to be like, you traded for that nigga? I, I'm sure of in the, in the scraps, because there's always the scraps, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing they're, is, they're, they're going to end up being wow. Or picks that are going to turn into wows that hey, he's been watching. Hey, look, I'm just saying, man, if anybody's listening out here, um, I definitely agree with what you could say. And I think David Griffin's that guy. And if you need an intern or some assistance <laughs> to help build this shit and make it happen, pick me up. Because I'm not saying I don't. Just because I do. This. Just say I really do this shit. And I have a great... <laughs> Great comment. He said, I know you're not thinking about the Hawks deal. I am. I am. Like, I really have some. Dude, make me a fucking GM, man. I'm really sick of this. <laughs> and so we're going to the playoffs, though. That being said. Raptors uh, in five, man. Esco's still sticking to his guns on Raptors in five. The, the, la- the last game podcast, five- I said they'd win both of the Warriors home, and they took both of these And shades. they did. I said that was bullshit and impossible, and they did it. And so let's just be real. KD's coming back tonight, but they're forcing this nigga back. He's like 70% healed. You could tell, like, the way he walks. Because everybody's, if you've played any sport to any extent, you've had those days where you're in such pain that you know you don't want everybody to notice you're in pain, though, and you're trying to walk regular. But everybody on the outside that's played sports, or most 
people, if it's bad in general, can notice, nigga, you're limping a little yeah. bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're walking kind of weird. That's how Katie looked walking into practice today. And no, yesterday. Bro, so they forced like, them on some game time decisions. Yeah, actually. that's what I'm saying. And so, that being said, um, if Katie comes back and performs somehow, you know, through it, and just pulls it out... This is what I'm going to say now, and y'all heard me talk so much shit. I'm going to be the first to apologize because I am somebody that could admit my faults. I'm apologizing to Ezigo for undermining this Raptors team because obviously I wasn't paying attention. But that being said, hey, if, man. I'm, either, I'm calling either Raptors in five or Golden State in seven. Like, I really don't think there's an in-between. I don't think there's going to be like a, like they're going to get to, that the Raptors are going to close it out in the sixth game. Because I think that KD playing in the Oracle and feeling a little better, if he already pops off, if it shows that he could pop off this game, I feel like he's definitely going to pop off game six. And if they carry the momentum to a game six win, I think they're going to win game seven. But, but, I think it's more likely Raptors in five. With all these factors. I think they're probably going to go ahead and close it out tonight. If we see another, like, team come back from being down 3-1 in, like, three years or whatever. Then there's something wrong with the NBA low-key. Because that's, that's all. You know what I'm saying? No, and I'm, not, I'm not even going to say something wrong. Like, that, at the end of the day, this is the NBA. And I feel like I've said this every week for, like, the last however long the playoffs have been going on. But, I mean, this, this is where magic happens, man. So, if I see that shit again, like, that's beautiful, you know. But at the same time, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good for the fact that, you know, Curry gets his three, Clay gets his three. Four. And, they have three. Oh, my bad. They're going to get their four. And KD, I don't want to, I meant, I was thinking about KD. I don't want KD to get his three. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's still fuck Kevin Durant around here, but. Fuck KD. Fuck KD. But I do want to see Clay get his four. I want to see Steph get his four. But, and it's just going to be exciting basketball to see a team come back from that. But, I mean, I'm still on this sticking to my guns. I think it's still Raptors in five. And what, what we're about to see after they win a championship the reason I call the Raptors in 5-2 NBA going up in flames is because A, the NBA goes up in flames. B, Drake's going to put out the greatest album ever. But to, um, C, it's because of um, every so often you see magic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You see those moments that make you really feel like, damn. You should like have LeBron coming back from um, the 3-1 versus that Golden State team made me feel like he really is the best player of all time. Mm -hmm. Just being real. Like, there are moments of magic that are so crazy. Tracy McGrady scoring 11 points in 33 seconds to win a game, right? Like, there are just certain points of such magic. This playoffs, I feel like we've been watching that magic on a lower scale. And I only reason I say lower, it's because it's not one moment. It's a yeah. spread of moments. It's spread in Kawhi. It has been Kawhi Leonard. Dude, the last so time I think we this saw is this. Kawhi. I think this is really Kawhi's, like, career moment. Like, his defining career moment the last time we saw a team shock us like this with an individual really putting them on his back is like okay you know he had jason kidd like shut the fuck up man we had jason kidd on the tail end of his goddamn career <laughs> dirk Nowitzki winning that championship should never have fucking happened and that shit was like you know what i'm saying that was who was, in their right minds would have thought that they would have beat that be heat team i cried when dirk team. won a championship because of how much i appreciate and love dirk as a player i honestly shed tears because of the fact that i was there are certain players you you, you think are most likely not going to get a ring but you really wanted them to get a ring and dirk was number one on that list for me he had jason terry he had the sixth man of the year man that's not even a starter like honestly quit talking. Nash, is, uh, well, Nash was another one on that list but obviously that's a pipe dream that's over with but um yeah that's gonna be our NBA talk for today unless you got something else to say I was about to is Russ Steve Nash 
No, Rush is a, Russ is a way worse Steve Nash. No, no, no. Way more Obviously, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to compare play styles because Steve Nash is a more complete point guard. If we're going to be real with ourselves, and he's not getting the credit he deserves because of the lack of the championship. And younger generations already aren't speaking on this man when he's honestly a top five point guard ever. That's, you can't change my mind on that. But I was just saying in the fact that did Steve get two MVPs? I think he got... I know he got one, but did he get two? Ooh. And he's never going to win that ring, Chip. They might be the... Russ might be the same there for sure. But, um, yeah, I want to go to the gym because I'm trying to keep these gains up. I'm going to tell you all about our harebrained scheme. By that, I mean some very brilliant scheme brought to me, brought to you by, brought to my attention by my roommate. If you told them, then, uh, but then validates it. Yeah, but we're not going to actually, you know what? I'm not going to tell you all my scheme. Fuck it. Once it slowly starts working a little bit, then I'll tell you all the scheme (laughs) because it's working at that point. Yeah. But. I'm just going to go ahead and say my name is Chuka Offer. My name is Ezigo Offer. And, and you're watching the Off Space, 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 Space. The Off Space Podcast. Yes, sir. You're... Follow us on Instagram. <laughs>